Have you ever wanted to dive deeper into scripture? If so, you're in luck, because every day there's a new scripture reflection from the thoughtful staff at America Media, thinking through big questions together, like, what do Catholics believe about guardian angels? And what can Gen Zers take away from the Gospels? If you're already a subscriber, you can access these reflections in your email inbox or on our website. If you'd like to become a digital subscriber, it's easy to do. Just visit americamagazine.org slash subscribe, and you'll have full access to America's Scripture Reflections. Welcome to Inside the Vatican with America Media. Each week, veteran Vatican reporter Gerard O'Connell and I take you behind the headlines for an intergenerational conversation about the biggest stories out of the Vatican. Today, we're talking about Jerry's interview with Vatican Foreign Minister Archbishop Paul Gallagher. We'll cover what the Vatican hopes to see out of the Biden administration, as well as its hopes for its relationship with China. I'm Colleen Deli. This is Inside the Vatican. Good morning from New Orleans, Jerry. Good afternoon from a sunny and warm Rome, Colleen, as we get ready for Easter. And tomorrow we come out of lockdown for three days and then go back to lockdown. Well, you take what you can get, right? We take what we get, yes. And on Thursday morning, I'm going to be at the Chrism Mass in the St. Peter's Basilica. Oh, wow. Because the Pope will be celebrating that. Two journalists from the print press have been allowed in and uh, about 100 to 120 faithful plus cardinals. Wow, you made the cut. <laughs> so it, it will be, it will be good. I'm looking forward to that. Good, good. Yeah, things are starting to look hopeful here, although I think our Holy Week will be on Zoom church still. Um, but I, I got my first shot of the vaccine on Saturday, so it's starting to look like there's an end in sight. Well, congratulations and glad yes, you're feeling yeah. well. Just and, a little uh, soreness in the arm. Yes, but as is very clear and as the Pope has made clear, until everybody has got their shot, nobody is really safe. That's right. That's right. We can't let our guard down quite yet. And uh, uh, this is the tragic situation in the world. More than 100 countries have practically little or no vaccines yet. Mm -hmm. So we're in for a long, long summer, hoping that uh, the countries who have it will share with those who haven't. Mm -hmm. And the Vatican's trying to set a good example on that front, right? This week they're distributing like 1,200 vaccines to the homeless in Rome. Yes, this is an ongoing program and the Pope has... uh, instructed the Vatican to make this available to all the marginalized people, those homeless people, uh, those people who really don't have money, to do this work. And uh, he's also uh, the Pope's almoner, the Polish cardinal, Mm -hmm. has invited ordinary people to make a contribution which will help to vaccinate more people. Right. If our listeners want to be part of that, uh, there's a link in your story, which I'll link to in the show notes. I'll also just drop the link in the show notes to uh, where you can donate if you're interested in helping out. The president-elect thanked His Holiness for extending blessings and congratulations, as well as for the Pope's leadership in promoting peace, reconciliation, and the common bonds of humanity around the world. Pope Francis is also praying that the president's decisions will be guided by a concern for building a society marked by authentic justice and freedom, together with unfailing respect for the rights and dignity of every person, especially the poor, the vulnerable, and those who have no voice. So Jerry, last week we talked a little bit about your uh, long interview with Vatican Secretary for Relations with States, or the Foreign Minister, Archbishop Paul Gallagher. Um, And last week we talked about the Middle East 
This week, let's start, since most of our listeners are in the States, uh, by talking about President Joe Biden. The U.S. now has its second Catholic president, as we know, and this makes for a different kind of relationship between the church leadership and the president. Now, stateside, we've seen some tension between the U.S. bishops and the president, but there's been a really positive tone coming out of the Vatican. And I was wondering if you could tell us what Archbishop Gallagher revealed about the Vatican's hopes for the Biden administration. Well, first of all, uh, Archbishop Gallagher knows President Biden because he spent sat down for an hour with him when he was vice president when he visited the Vatican in 2015. And what I'm picking up from the Archbishop, but also from other Vatican officials, is they're looking very positively on the Biden administration. They feel that in terms of the the world, in terms of the uh, dramatic situation across many parts of the world, that the Biden administration uh, can be good news. They believe that, first of all, uh, under the previous administration of former President Trump, America had withdrawn and was more insular, more looking at itself, whereas the Biden administration is outgoing. And for example, they, they, they see already the commitment to multilateral dealings. In other words, supporting the United Nations, the World Health Organization, UNESCO, the multilateral institutions, which is very important. And which were things that the Trump administration really sort of backed off from, right? They stopped being a member of the WHO. Absolutely. And then, of course, on the Paris Climate Accord, Mm -hmm. which is fundamental to the well-being of of the world, and the United States included. Uh, It's essential. And uh, they, they feel very confident. Archbishop Gallagher said to me in the interview, I feel very confident that they will go for ambitious plans at the next November meeting on climate change in Glasgow. Yeah, this was a really significant meeting that's scheduled. It's the COP26. It's the Climate Change Summit uh, hosted by the United Nations in Glasgow. In fact, there's even talk that the Pope might go there. And maybe also Xi Jinping from China and maybe Putin from Russia. You you could well get a very big uh, lineup at this conference in November. And of course, we'll have to keep our watch on it. But the, the big good news for the world is that America is coming back full strength on the the Paris Accords for climate change. And what Archbishop Gallagher said is, his quote was, he thinks that the U.S. can make bold, even audacious commitments to, to climate change and taking action on climate change. There's also some hope from Archbishop Gallagher about denuclearization with the United States. He talked about Russia. He talked about Iran and the U.S.'s relationship with them. He sees real potential here for uh, for them to work together to move towards renegotiating the Iran nuclear deal and also moving with Russia towards denuclearization or at least a reduction in arms. These are issues that are of, of enormous importance, not just to the Vatican and to the Pope, but to the world, that if we can reduce the nuclear, reach some degree in reducing the nuclear threat to the world, this would be enormous advantage. And secondly, the reworking, reconnecting for the treaty with Iran will have really extensive consequences for the whole of the Middle East, apart from, of course, the the Iranian people themselves. We had spoken in last week's show about how the Vatican's goal in the Middle East is really to sort of build what you've been calling a, a coalition for peace, uh, a group of interreligious cooperation that that's going to advance peace in the region. Um, I wanted to ask you, 
You spoke with Archbishop Gallagher about the Holy Land, particularly the U.S.'s relationship with the Holy Land. Um, what what were their main considerations for the Holy Land in particular, where they're trying to build this peace and where there's this? Uh, it's probably some of the some of the greatest tensions between religions. What Gallagher said, uh, what we will be looking for from the Biden administration is that when they get concerned about Israel's well-being, they also get concerned about the interests of the Palestinian people. That is the clue. You cannot, uh, America has tried in various ways to be a broker, but it's come down almost always on one side rather than the other. Jerry, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the U.S.'s relationship with China. What does the Vatican hope to see out of that U.S.-China relationship? Well, obviously, from the Vatican point of view, I think, if tensions increase and increase with China, this will be to the detriment of the whole world. So he, he said it will be important that the Biden administration finds a way of working together with China. And I think after the meeting in Alaska, they said, the Chinese said, that one of the things that they, they seemed to have agreed on was the climate change, which we've mentioned earlier. It's a question of rebuilding trust and confidence. And Gallagher acknowledged that many countries, including the United States, have concerns about China and what's its policies and what's its ambition. And it says this will have to be studied more carefully. Right. He says he says they understand the concerns, but they think that we need to be paying attention to what, what China's going for and then work work on dialoguing, especially between these major powers. City, where Pope Francis, for the very first time, is speaking out against China's treatment of its ethnic Uyghur minority. Well, China didn't like that very much. Its foreign ministry responded that Beijing, quote, has always protected the legal rights of ethnic minorities equally and called the pontiff's remarks groundless. In questi giorni, seguo con viva preoccupazione le sviluppi della situazione che si è venuta a creare in Myanmar. Jerry, I want to take a minute to talk about Myanmar. You know, you and I, uh, a few weeks ago, devoted a lot of time on the show to talking about uh, the, the protests and the violence that have broken out ever since uh, the military took power on February 1st. Um, I know your interview with Archbishop Gallagher came after that, but before this Saturday, which we saw was was the bloodiest day since the military took power. Ninety pro-democracy protesters were killed when they were protesting a military celebration this weekend. Um, now, we've seen church leaders like Cardinal Bo in Myanmar uh, speak out really strongly for democracy there. Uh, and you spoke to Archbishop Gallagher about the situation. What did he have to say? Well, Archbishop Gallagher was pretty pessimistic. He said that the, the military have chosen their path and they're going forward. And he, he, he didn't see them doing a U-turn. And, and this surprised me because uh, the uh, movement on the streets is getting stronger. They, they, they killed, you said 90. I, I, now, now the figure I, I think has even risen more. And also today, as we talk, more people have been killed. This kind of bloody repression is happening. Now, there is outcry throughout the world against this massive 
repression of peaceful demonstrators, including many children, have been killed. But they can get nothing through the UN Security Council because Russia and China are supporting Myanmar. Here's a country of 55 million people, massively Buddhist country. Catholics are 700,000. So just one, two percent Christian in the country. But they're really doing great resistance. And you see this famous nun who knelt in front of the soldiers in the tanks. Right. It was almost a, a, a copy of the Tiananmen Square picture, right, of the man in front of the tank, this nun kneeling, asking them to stop. Yes. And the Pope said, I kneel along with the sister. It was a very strong statement. But he didn't say anything yesterday at the Angelus because he, he probably understands that it, no, they're not listening to him. So, Jerry, is it is it accurate to say then that if the Vatican is more pessimistic about the situation in Myanmar, does that mean that they'll start uh, lessening their support of the resistance? No, no. Archbishop Gallagher was quite explicit. We support Cardinal Bo and, and the church there and what they're doing. And he also made clear that they supported the, the movement for democracy there. Yeah, and you actually took that as a chance to ask a bigger question about democracy that I know I've asked you a bunch of times, at least privately, which is, you know, the Vatican is not itself a democracy, uh, and and yet they speak out frequently in support of democracy, right? You see them sort of doing that in, in Myanmar, and they've obviously supported democracy in the U.S. for, for a long time. Um but they don't do that in every nation, right? They haven't done it in Hong Kong. Um, and and you actually asked Archbishop Gallagher about this, about, like, first, why they support democracy, and second, why they don't do it everywhere. Um, what, what did they say about that? Well, on the question of um, democracy in general, uh, Archbishop Gallagher said, Pius XII and Second Vatican Council said that it's closer to the gospel values. But he, he made very clear the church is not married to any political system. He said, we, the church has lived through different political systems. What we do emphasize is the individual responsibility, the responsibility of the individual to uh, make contribution in society. Uh, Gallagher also said, he said, there are some countries which have a long-standing tradition of democracy, and that's working well because people have kind of integrated in, them, in themselves a kind of a democratic spirit. He said, but we see the threat to democracy. And in fact, it is very clear. He didn't say it explicitly, but I picked up that the Vatican is concerned, as I think Biden is, the, th the global threat to democracy. There is a real global threat to democracy today. And then you have countries in Africa, for example, uh, which I remember we visited uh, Uganda, where the man, who, the president who's in charge, Museveni, he's there now, I don't know, is it six terms or five terms? But, you know, perpetual. And this has been the big problem in Africa. When the liberation struggles gained uh, their freedom and they built a democracy, but then those who became Democrats, the democratically elected leaders, stayed on power. So he says, well, <laughs> democracy where the spirit has been part and parcel of the culture of the people. It's worked one way. But when the culture gets weak and can be pushed over, uh, we saw what happened in the 6th of January. It was a threat to democracy by any standards outside the political system of the United States. So, Jerry, the last thing I want to ask you about today then is 
China and the Vatican's relationship with China, you know, the Vatican has all these big international goals about standing up for human dignity and everything. But in China, they've been criticized pretty heavily for not standing up so vocally for human dignity. And I wanted to ask you, you know, you asked uh, Archbishop Gallagher about, you know, the the Vatican's silence on certain issues, right? We haven't heard a lot from them about the Uyghurs, about the crackdown on other religious minorities, including Catholics in China. What did he have to say about making these public statements that people are asking him for? Well, he, he's made very clear that he said, we don't have a policy of denunciation. He said there are problems around the world. In many countries, we don't denounce in every country the problems. Uh, but he, he also, uh, well, I, I think, was quite revealing that the Vatican, he said, we have, we have these talks with China, these negotiations. But he says, we're, we're talking to a small group of people, and we're not sure really what they bring back to the leadership and who, who they're really talking to at the top level. So the, the, the Vatican is, realizes its, its space for maneuver with China is very small. Secondly, he's made clear that uh, you know there's no point in making a, a statement because public opinion wants it. The question is, will if if the Pope says something, will it make any difference to what's in China? And obviously, they've reached the conclusion that at the present moment, at the way the relations stand, it, it doesn't make any difference. It won't make any difference. Remember, Colleen, there are two bishops. Archbishop Gallagher said, our agreement with Charlie is only in the appointment of bishops. There are two bishops who've been imprisoned for quite a long time now. The Vatican suspects that perhaps one of them is even dead, but they don't know where they are. But the Vatican hasn't been able to raise this publicly. There's a lot of repression of religion in China, and certainly uh, since uh, the pontificate of Francis started, which was more or less the same time as President Xi Jinping took power in China, came to the top position in China, the situation for religion has got worse. Mm -hmm. And weirdly, like paradoxically almost, we're in the best phase of relationships between China and the Vatican, right? Archbishop Gallagher himself was was the first uh, Vatican leader to meet with his counterpart from China since 1949 when the communists took power. Exactly. The, the, the Vatican has begun talking with China and the, trying to build some relation that both that the Chinese trust and that they can trust. But you can see from what he said to me that they've just got a foot in the door. The long-term hope is that they can build a bigger dialogue with China because there are many issues on which China and the Vatican can agree. But if they did like happens with the church in the United States, touch on the question of abortion in China, that, that won't be listened to. Right. If the Vatican were to suddenly start playing hardball with China, China has absolutely no problem completely shutting down that relationship. And I think that's that's something that we have to keep in mind when people are you know, saying the Vatican needs to needs to play hardball, needs to be bolder. I mean, yeah, and it seems that that's, that's the balance that Gallagher is speaking to as well here. The Vatican does not have economic power, it does not have military power, and these are the things that talk to China. China sees questions through political lens. If our listeners want a more in-depth conversation about the delicate balance of the relationship between China and the Vatican, uh, you can listen to our deep dive episode on that that I will link to in the show notes. 
And one more quick story before we go. On March 24th, Pope Francis appointed Juan Carlos Cruz, who is the well-known Chilean abuse victim and the advocate for survivors of clerical abuse, and a gay man, an out gay man. Uh, He was appointed to be a member of the Pontifical Council for the Protection of Minors. Jerry wrote a story on this and some of the background that you need to know. Uh, I will link to that article in the show notes. Well, Jerry, this is a really interesting interview that you've done with the Vatican's foreign minister, Archbishop Gallagher. Uh, If our listeners want to read the whole interview, all three parts, you can find those linked in the show notes and at americamagazine.org. I'm glad that you get to go out of lockdown soon, and hopefully we can talk next week about the news uh, in our usual recording space in the Korea. Thank you, Colleen, and happy Easter to all our listeners, and uh, we look forward to After Easter, I hope, being back in the Jesuit Curia broadcasting, presuming we've not been pushed back into lockdown again. We live in hope. We are an Easter people. Inside the Vatican is a production of America Media. This week's episode was produced by Maggie Van Dorn. Production assistance from Kevin Christopher Robles. Inside the Vatican is mixed by Noah Levinson. You can find in-depth and up-to-date Vatican coverage at americanmagazine.org and follow us on Twitter at I-N-S-D-E Vatican Pod. That's inside without the second I, Vatican Pod. You can also email us your comments and questions at insidethevatican at americamedia.org. For America Media with Gerard O'Connell, I'm your host and producer, Colleen Deli. We'll see you next time. Have you ever wanted to dive deeper into scripture? If so, you're in luck, because every day there's a new scripture reflection from the thoughtful staff at America Media, thinking through big questions together, like, what do Catholics believe about guardian angels? And what can Gen Zers take away from the Gospels? If you're already a subscriber, you can access these reflections in your email inbox or on our website. If you'd like to become a digital subscriber, it's easy to do. Just visit americamagazine.org slash subscribe, and you'll have full access to America's scripture reflections.